21st. It's a raw feed. Fuck it. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And Pat, we can't even... We don't bullshit at the top of this show. Not like some podcasts where they where they talk about their lives no one cares about. They're we, like, what what open mic did I do this week? They yeah, yeah. No, 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 none of that still shit. Somehow, I mean, live comedy. Still. Live comedy's dead. It's dead, but they, they still find ways to talk about an open mic that they did. Yes, or like their virtual, the virtual open mic that they're doing on Instagram Live. Right, right. But we don't have so, that kind of time, Clay, and we have a lot of big stories to get to. Yeah, this episode is packed. Yes. This episode is jam-packed. So let's yeah. just jump into it. We had a big, big move from theatrical yeah. to streaming, and it involves America's father— Mm-hmm. I guess he's America's dad. It's weird to call somebody America's father because that's like it, George Washington or some shit, right? Uh, yeah, I guess George Washington is America's father. It'd be weird to think of George Washington as America's dad. Like, yeah, he wouldn't it, like that, I don't think. It's too casual. Yes. Yeah. So Tom Hanks, America's dad, one of our great movie stars, still someone who is pretty bankable a theatrical box office, still cranks out hits. And he had a movie that was supposed to come out on Father's Day this year. It Great was placement. Come out in June. War uh, movie. A, a World War II movie and an actual World War II movie, not a fake World War II movie like 1917. So Tom Hanks. Wait, had, what? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, COVID 1917. That, that's better. Um,. So Tom Hanks had Greyhound, which he wrote but didn't direct. Look at Tom Hanks. He's just still just decides the biggest movie star uh, of our lifetimes. Decides, I want to write a movie. So he wrote Greyhound. He stars in it. It's supposed to come out in theaters in June. Of course, that can't happen. And the big news is, so they put it up. The studio put it up uh, for bids to all the different streamers. And Apple TV paid a reported $70 million for the rights to Greyhound. So that is big because Apple Plus, which is a streaming service that I have because I bought a laptop in the Mm -hmm. last year. That is the exclusive reason that I have it. So you get it for free for a year. Yes. And I have probably used it a handful of times. Because there's not anything on it, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And this is such a big move for them. But will one movie bring subscribers? Will there be an uptick, a substantial uptick? Right. Because the thing with Apple Plus that it lacks in some of these other streaming services that are going to be starting... Peacock, HBO Max, have catalog titles. They have mm-hmm. titles that people are already clamoring clamoring for. Yep. Apple TV is Apple doing Plus. all of it. What's up? Apple Plus. Sorry. Apple Plus is only has what they're making and is their catalog is so thin. Yeah. So it's, is it's, he a big enough star? Be... Mm-hmm. Is he a big enough star to bring substantial subscribers? Or is this a long game? Are they playing the long game with this? Well, I think this is going to be massive. 
And I'm basing it off the fact that I'm going to subscribe to Apple Plus to see Greyhound in June. 100%. Why don't you just do the week preview? Do so the seven-day preview. Yeah, but then there, I got to put my credit card in there anyway. They're going to figure out how to get money from me. I'd rather just give them the money knowing that that's what I'm doing rather than realize several weeks later that I've been tricked. I mean, you can't just put a reminder on your calendar. Yeah, I, That's what you say now, but who's going to do that? I do it all the time. Okay, but I, again, but then I'll forget to do it and I'll feel doubly stupid. So I'd, ra- I'd rather just give it to them. So you're just going to pay for the year? Uh, what's the longest amount of time I could pay for? One year? Yeah, I'll pay for I, well, one year. <laughs> you want to know what the longest time you can pay for? Probably lifetime. I bet you if you called them up or sent them an email, they'd set you up with a lifetime subscription. Great. So, so I think right there, this is going to be a big hit because you're going to have a lot of people in the same boat as me which is they don't want to get played for fools, so they're not going to do the free trial. They're going to say, I'm paying for it. What's the longest amount of time I could pay for it? I got to see Greyhound, and I don't want to look stupid. So Hanks was like, I don't care if this goes to drive-ins. Because I feel like dads, and this movie is aimed at dads because it's for Father's Day, and also... He is in the dad tat. Can't speak. Fuck it. We're doing a live. It's a raw feed. He's in the dad category now. Yeah. For... He's great now when he plays when he plays heroic dads. That is that's where we want to see Tom Hanks. Plays yeah. Captain Phillips. Plays Sully. I assume both of them those people had kids. They were old enough that they had to. Sully has many kids with many different women. He's like yeah. the Sean Kemp of the of the airline industry. That's great. So, um, I, I mean, I think that's a th- thing. Is like, so you're passing up any sort of drive-in money. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about drive-ins later. I think drive-in money is great. We'd all be lucky enough to get drive-in money. There's probably not enough drive-ins right now to make the $70 million that they're getting for selling Greyhound to Apple Plus. Drive-ins aren't at that level right now. Do you know what the budget on this was? Because I think this was a modestly budgeted movie, because even Tom Hanks... I'm looking at Deadline. It looks like the budget uh, was around $50 million. Okay, so... Or maybe, no, actually, scratch that. I'm not finding the budget. Um, but it seems like the $70 million they got obviously covers the budget and puts them in the in the red, the black. Which is better again? You want to be in the black. You want to be in the black. Always yeah, bet so, on black. Yeah. Um, if you're yeah, red, I you're mean, dead. This is, a, this is a, I think, a great deal for, the, for Sony, which is selling Greyhound. I definitely think it's great for Apple Plus. This is going to be by far the the biggest buzz that they've gotten for anything. It's going to be yeah, bigger I, than than uh, Dickinson, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this is a great move by them. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not so sure it's a great move for Hanks. Really? Because you're telling me that another company couldn't have paid him the same amount and gotten more exposure. So your ba- your your hang up is that it didn't go to Netflix or to say HBO Max, something that's I think already very p- established. Listen, I know we're the Bo Boys, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about Buffa Bobo, and we talk we talk about filthy lucre, we talk mm-hmm. about money, mm-hmm. okay, greenbacks, and that's because we. We're based theatrically, and we will get back there at some point. Right now with streaming, it feels to me that eyeballs are the currency. Okay. If you can imagine that, right? So instead of pulling out a dollar bill, you're pulling out an eyeball. Right. Out of your wallet. Instead of a stack of cash, a stack of eyeballs. Stack eyeballs. Or they're hard to stack, so a jar of eyeballs. or some. However you would hold your eyeballs when they are currency. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, he's getting $70 million, which is fine. But the guy, you know, all everybody involved with this is probably well off, right? So the money is, is not that much of an issue. It is to cover. I mean, obviously, they need to cover costs and things like that. But other, other streamers would and also give you the eyeballs that you need. The, mm-hmm. You need to hunger for those eyeballs. That's why mm-hmm. Netflix will give you eyeballs. HBO Max is going to give you eyeballs. And Disney Plus, I mean, Disney Plus is going to give you eyeballs. But Disney Plus, I mean, this isn't going to go to Disney Plus because Sony and also it's not like... Um, it's, it, it's not it, a kid's I, movie. It's not a kids movie, and Disney Plus yeah. is so weird with their their barrier to like what they're actually stream. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna have. Uh, I'm since it's World War Two, I'm guessing we're gonna see some Nazis, and I don't think you would see any Nazis on Disney Plus, except for the not Sony on Plus. screen. Not there's no. no there's no on screen Nazis in Disney movies. I don't no. think. Um, I get what you mean because obviously Netflix is got the most subscribers. You throw Greyhound on Netflix. 100 million people watch it the first weekend, all that. But there is also something to being the big fish in a small pond. Mm-hmm. You know, because you could, if Greyhound premieres on Netflix, it'll be big, but it sort of gets lost in that mix of, oh, also it's season five of, uh, you know, some some travel show that they put on, uh, you know, or, or uh, uh, what's the one where it's they make the they make the the crazy looking cakes. What's that? Nailed show? it. Nailed it. So it's like season five of Nailed It and Greyhound and, you know, a, a new season of, of you or whatever show they're running all on the same day. Whereas Greyhound goes to Apple Plus and it is the biggest thing they've ever had and will have for the next six months. Yeah, it's big news. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And 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 I just I just don't believe that I don't believe Apple Plus is gonna be is gonna build itself into a contender. So therefore, where does Greyhound go when mm-hmm. Apple Plus goes the way of the dodo? So you're already fearing just Greyhound is not going to be available at some point because either Apple Plus will go away or basically so few people will be subscribers to it. Yeah, I just feel like it will be an unseen movie. 
Huh. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just more optimistic, again, because I know I'm going to pay for it, that it's just going to bring so many new subscribers to Apple+. Plus. And plus, like you said, people are getting it for free when they buy, like, an iPod. That's true. Just upgrade your iPhone and you get to see Greyhound. Right. Right. It's like I think you get it when you just, like, upgrade to a new operating system. So it's like U2's album when they pushed it to everybody. Yes, and everyone loved that, so I think this is going to work. Yeah, there was no blowback on that at all. So, so, yeah, anything else on Greyhound going to Apple Plus? No, I mean, I have this service, so I will definitely check it out. The other thing is that it is going to drop really soon. They, they haven't dated it yet, but the assumption is that it's going to come out in June, right? I mean, I would bet that they just drop it on uh, June 19th, which is Father's Day weekend. That's big. Because we, we won't talk about it this week, but we've teased that June now is shaping up to be a huge movie month, at least on VOD and streaming. Yes. Because the week before that, June 12th, is the release of Spike Lee's The Five Bloods. Pete Davidson's King of Staten Island and Artemis Fowl all on streamers and PVOD. And then if you yeah. do June 19th, Greyhound, we're kind of looking at a summer movie season, shape it up. I mean, yeah, Earsat. I mean, it's not going to be a true summer movie season. No, but, you know, for what we have right now, at least we've got something to look forward to. That's true. I mean... F9 was supposed to come out this weekend. Yeah, well, we've got the Lovebirds on Netflix instead. All right, so do we want to cover that really quickly? Do we think sure. that that's going to do anything? So the Lovebirds, which is Kumail Nanjiani and Issa Rae teaming up uh, for a rom-com, I think that does nothing. I, I think even with pretty much everyone in the world subscribed to Netflix... I'm thinking almost nobody watches this movie. Well, do you think it makes number one on the Netflix chart? Because now Netflix no. is doing their top ten. You don't think it goes number one? Nope. I, I think not. it goes number one. I think it goes number one. I mean, the Netflix chart, though, is such uh, propaganda. Mm-hmm. They might... I don't even think Netflix is going to care enough about this movie to lie and say that it's number one. Well, I mean, as we're recording this, The Wrong Missy is, what, top two? It's number one. David Spade's so movie the, is number one. So that so that's big. But also, you know, it's he's Sandler adjacent. Those... Those movies and the people that are involved in that Sandler universe, like you got your Spade, you got your Rob King Schneider. of Queens. Yeah, what's his? Uh, Kevin, uh, James. Kevin James. Their movies do well because they're what I think people are, are hankering for when they're sitting down and, and just want to watch something on Netflix. So The Wrong Missy was number one. So, do you think The Lovebirds comes in under The Wrong Missy, a movie that has been out, will be, have been out for, what, two weeks at that point? Yes. I think 100%. 
I don't agree. I think. Well, wrong, I think, no, wrong. Wrong. Missy came out uh, last Friday. Yeah. So, this so then, Friday when, is is their second weekend. Think think of it if these were being released in theaters. Oh, believe me, I'm thinking that. So, wrong, Missy. Last weekend, number one movie at the box office. Let's dream. You know that Netflix was box office. Weekend number, it's second weekend. The Lovebirds is coming out. You think Lovebirds is going to number one? Yeah, I think it beats Missy. I don't think so. And that's nothing against Missy because I still haven't seen it and I need to see it. But I, I feel like I feel like Lovebirds beats number one beats the wrong Missy mm-hmm. next week in the charts, and then goes to number one. All right, we gotta. We got to put a gentleman's wager on this. $7,000. $5. Great. Five bucks. So $5. I'm saying that the Lovebirds does not finish number one. Okay. And I'm saying that it does. Okay. There we go. Gentleman's wager. I think think by even Netflix standards, this movie is going to tank. Wow, it, 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 really? Yeah. So you don't think that there's any star power there? I don't. I just don't This see is a it. theatrical movie. This is a movie that was going to be in theaters and now is going to Netflix. That that's pretty big. That's like a big deal. It I mean it, it is, but this was a movie that I think was going to tank really bad if it had gone to the theater. Well, of course, like this is one of those dead. movies that, in some ways, was saved by the pandemic. Oh, it's the best thing that could happen to this movie. Yeah, Lovebirds should kiss the ground, you know, with a mask, of course, mm-hmm. mask, and you know, that this thing this happened. Yeah, because yeah, it would have. I mean, same thing with with King of Staten Island. King of Staten Island going to PVOD is the best thing that could happen to that movie for Pete Davidson. And Judd Apatow. Yeah. Because now Judd Apatow is not going to get all these write-ups about how he's lost his magic and all this stuff. It's like, you know, this movie is going to do what it's going to do, which I don't think it's going to do anywhere near what a Trolls World Tour has done, or a which we'll talk about later, or Scoob has done. Because those are kids' movies and the rats need their cheese. But I still think that... You know, you can hide those numbers if you if you if you need to. The bo the bo you can't hide it. I'll tell you one thing though, and I think we're going to talk a lot about King of Staten Island as that gets closer. But I'm going to tell you something. I saw the trailer for it, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so are you changing? Are you changing your opinion on King of Staten Island? I'm looking forward to it. And I know this is on my bombs list, and I've been that's irrelevant. This that movie doesn't matter for a long time. It's irrelevant. I saw the trailer. Okay. Looking forward to it. But I'm excited looking... to order this. Okay, so that's what I was getting at. Yeah. You're gonna put down your hard-earned money on this. Yes. Okay. Well, then that changes things, because that's what's important. You saying you're looking forward to it? That's whatever. That doesn't mean. I'm looking Anything. forward to paying $20 to see it. Great. That means something. Yeah. 
Whereas I am not looking forward to paying nothing to see the Lovebirds this Friday. But see, that's the thing is you have I may you don't watch have it. you don't have skin in the game when it comes to the Lovebirds, so you're not going to be as enthused. Yeah, you know, you're you're not. It's slapping a passive down. thing with Netflix. Yes, I mean basically, ha- it the auto plays of the trailer I think count as views. Yeah, I've had I've had a Netflix subscription for. God, it's got to be almost 10 years or more, right? Because Netflix has been around maybe less than 10 years. But since Netflix started streaming, I've had that consistently. Mm-hmm. And they just take that money right out of my account. And I don't even look at it. I don't even think about it. So when I go to Netflix, it's just like water coming out of my tap. I don't even mm-hmm. think about the cost of it. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's showing, my, that's showing my privilege. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the stakes are way lower for a Netflix movie investment-wise than they are for King of Staten Island. Y- yeah. You, I think what, what you want is skin in the game. And that's why King of Staten Island is a movie that you're clamoring to see. Because and that's you're why I f- guess I'm, I'm paying for Apple Plus when I could just get the free week because I want to feel like these movies matter. Yes, because and that's it, the it's thing. It's hard about... for these movies to feel like they matter if they cost nothing. Yes, that is, and I think that is maybe a difference generationally mm-hmm. between us and the generations below us. Mm-hmm. Way because below Because we need to have an investment, a mm-hmm. monetary investment in our consumption. Yes. We're the generation that paid $30 for a CD. Absolutely. And I think that is the thing. And I think that's why PVOD is doing really well mm-hmm. for certain movies because we are the age that have or should or not should, but could have children. Mm-hmm to buy or rent these PVOD movies. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many men and women our age that slap down 24.99 to buy or 19.99 to rent Scoob this last week because they wanted skin in the game. Mhm. Mhm. Right. It and wasn't think- even it wasn't even because their kids wanted to see it. Like I think there's a lot of parents whose kids were actively saying, I don't want to watch Scoob. I don't know anything about Scoob. Scoob I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. The dog is too big. The guy's beard is too much. Why is he wearing a green shirt? What's I, with the turtleneck on that chick? Right. I don't like any of this. I don't like anyone's haircuts. I don't like this dog. Don't Dude's wearing an ascot. It. What's up with mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And the parents said... We're going to watch it because it costs money, and that means that it's worthwhile because I'm used to paying for entertainment because I am in my 30s or early 40s. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And we are the generation of kids who were fed formula because our parents were like, my my family, my mom was poor and had to Mm -hmm. breastfeed. Mm-hmm. 
And so I, I'm paying for formula. Right. Because if I'm spending money, that means it's better. Yep. Right? So we were raised this way. We were raised yep. this way. We were raised and I think, to pay for Scoob. And I'd like to see the breakdown, the generational breakdown of people who are paying for PVOD. So that is why King of Staten Island is going to be an interesting case. Because you are going to pay for it. And, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I'm going to pay for it too. Of course. But will the target audience for though for Pete Davidson content mm-hmm. slap down money. Do they want right. skin in the game? Right. Because Instagram is free. Instagram is free. Actually yeah. they make money on Instagram. Like that's the thing is like they're gonna say, wait, I'm not getting paid to watch this movie and then recommend this movie to my mm-hmm. followers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be very confused. Right. Whereas me and you are looking for ways to pay for viewing Instagram posts because that's what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, so, I, why am I invested in this this jackassery? Right. Yeah. But so I, again, that's why I think something like the Lovebirds is gonna. I guess it'll. I guess it'll get a lot of autoplay trailer views, but I think it's gonna be a movie that generates no conversation no one cares and i I do think within the even the netflix uh uh, system it's going to bomb now god you are so down on this i can't i can't wait till you eat crow on this new episodes of nailing it are going to finish ahead of this movie i'm not even a fan listen i'm not even excited about this movie i'm not even a fan of the people in this movie Although I wish them well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, I I, can't believe you're so down. I mean, this is crazy how down you are on this. Well, uh, there we'll must see. be something else to that. But we, very, we can't... We can't spend any more time on The Lovebirds. It's a movie that no one on the planet is going to care about in two days. So we got to stop wow. talking about it. Okay. Well, it's going to go number one on Netflix. What's All the right. next story? Because so let's, listen... This let's, is, let's, we've, been, we've hinted at Scoob. Let's talk about... Uh, how Scoob did. So Scoob came Scoob. out on PVOD in the last week. Um, yep. And I'm looking at this IndieWire article. And apparently it's basically the definitely the biggest VOD movie of the week. Scoob number is a one, smash. Number one uh, on almost all of the platforms, iTunes and Fandango Now, which I guess Fandango Now is a big deal. Interesting. Uh, did you know anybody who rents anything oh. through there but people are using it um and yeah if i'm looking at all the different streaming ranking charts scoob number one on amazon prime number one on fandango now uh and number one on itunes so well so word on the street is that scoob started stronger than trolls world tour wow and Trolls World Tour, in its few, I think, three or so weeks of release, has, according to IndieWire, been rented 95 million times. Wow. So then what the hell does that add up to? Well, you got to think, 20 bucks a pop. Yeah, that's like $2 I mean, billion. Dollars. Two billion dollars? Twenty bucks a pop times ninety-five million 
sales? It's it's rented 95 right. million times. At $20 each rental. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I don't think the math on that could be correct. But you got it. Been rent, I mean, you're right. It is, they said it has been rented more than thir- 95 million times. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, we got to find some hard cash numbers on that. But Well, we got to find a calculator is what we got to find. So Scoob um, is a huge hit. Yeah. And and I think it's as much as we say these kids don't know Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. the parents sure do, and that is I think right down our alley. Mm-hmm. That that age group, that demographic of thirty five to forty five, Scooby Doo is in our blood. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking at a picture. Uh, I- a screen grab from Scoob and it is Shaggy and Scoob holding a g- giant pile of sandwiches and hamburgers. Yeah, they was love to eat. The, so that that was a big part of the plot was that they both love to eat a lot of sandwiches. Yeah, because the I mean the the thing is that they're they're pot smokers. They're you know they they're always hungry. They got right. the munchies. That's what right, Scooby right, snacks right, are right. and all that stuff, right? Right, 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 right. So there's a lot of cartoon characters that love to eat, love sandwiches. Dagwood, for example, is a big right sandwich eater. Garfield. Uh, so Garfield eats because he's high, or that's just he eats, he eats because he's depressed. Okay. You know he definitely doesn't like getting out of bed. He acts out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's he's rude. interesting that they all have these uh, eating disorders, but for different reasons. All these cartoon animals. Well, Dagwood's not an animal. Wait, who's Dagwood? He's in Blondie. Oh, right, 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 right. And he always runs over the mailman. He always assaults the mailman, which is a right. felony, by the right. way. So he eats out of guilt. Dagwood eats because he feels guilty. I, I yeah, that's probably yeah. Yeah. And Andy Cap drinks because he's Irish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, put Andy Cap as a PVOD movie at this point. Like, you just got to get content out there for these kids. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And that's the thing is like people will listen. Who has it? Who doesn't love Andy Cap's hot fries? So do you feel like PVOD is becoming more of a realistic option? Or do you still yeah. feel like it's only for kid stuff? No, I mean, with the current situation, I feel like these big companies are transitioning us to a more stay-at-home movie-watching experience that Mm -hmm. has been hinted at and kind of worried about for many years. Uh, Fuck it. Keeping it. Doing it live. Had to sneeze. Had to sneeze, and you did. Yeah. And that's great. 
I feel like any sort of bodily functions that need to be expressed should be expressed. Yes. Because it's not healthy to hold a man. And no, fuck it, we're a raw burst. feed. We're doing it live. So who gives a fuck? So I, I feel like this has quickened that evolution. This mm-hmm. has kicked that into gear. And it isn't great for the studios because they're scrambling and they weren't expecting to do this. Right. But it also gives them a reason to try all these different methods. And if they fail, they're already failing anyway because there's no way to release these movies theatrically. Everything's changing every day. So there's no normal. There's no let's just do it the old way. Because if there was an opportunity to do it the old way, there's so much money that is hanging in the balance in all of these releases that you you can't just try something. Like Soderbergh's a good example of a guy who used to try all these release methods. Mm -hmm. And the reason he could do it is because he's Soderbergh. He has a track record. And also, his budgets are micro. Right. He kept the movies cheap. And so he can do things like that. But putting out Scoob which is a movie that probably costs millions and millions of dollars because it's an animated film, to PVOD, you would never do that in a regular time. Right. You would have made it specifically for PVOD, and the quality would have been lower. The animation would have been cheaper. The, uh, like the, 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 the voice talent would have been of a lesser quality. But now this is like a big budget cartoon. I mean, same thing with Trolls Rule Troll. You got Justin Timberlake in this movie. You got Anna Kendricks in the in that movie. Those are got those are people that are do voices for movies. They don't do voices for direct to video things. So that's why I think this is really setting us up for going forward. You're gonna see a lot more of these movies going to PVOD. Mm-hmm. Even when we are out of the woods, which that's the thing is it's that's not going to be really if you think about it, vaccine 18 months, they're saying, right? So so people aren't there's certain people that aren't going to go to the theater for 18 months. I mean, I think the big question now is going to be what is the first giant movie? That gets a move to PVOD. Because if you look at it, the movies that have gone to PVOD have been a lot of those movies that came out right around when the pandemic started, like Bloodshot, The Hunts, um, Invisible Man, that either had a few quick weeks in the theaters or just maybe like that last week. Then you had the kids' movies like Scoob and Trolls World Tour. Well, here's, I'm just going to interrupt you really fast because the, the difference between Scoob and, and Trolls World Tour is that Trolls World Tour did actually go out into theaters. It, it, it is in theaters right now, and it is in drive-ins, right? Yes. Scoob is not in any theater. No theaters. Yeah. So it's... this is actually the big one. This is actually the Brave New World. We thought that Trolls World Tour – fuck it, we're doing it live – I'm a mush mouth. Trolls World Tour was the Brave New World, but Scoob actually is because Scoob is not playing at drive-ins. Yeah, I mean, Trolls World Tour, though, the drive-in money, although we'll talk about how it actually has been, apparently, the biggest movie in theatrical since it came out. 
you know, that money is negligible. It's basically... Oh, really? The true story of the Kelly gang isn't the num- number one? The Wretched? You no. sure not- Wretched isn't number one? Oh, my God. Like IFC an IFC films. joke. But you know what? As we've said before, it is... Uh, Box Office Mojo is the real criminal there. Because IFC Films, sure, it's running a scam by claiming that all of its movies that are out of the, the top grocers. But you got to run scams if you have a chance. The problem is the people who don't stop the scam. Not the scammers. Scammers got a scam. Anyway, we'll get to that. But, you know, on these uh, PVOD titles, you've had the animated movies... You got King of Staten Island is going straight to PVOD, which is a Judd Apatow movie, but it's not a big summer tentpole movie. Well, his movies aren't. I mean, they haven't been summer tentpoles in. I mean, they never were, right? No, they were. I mean, actually, his last one was like Trainwreck was a big summer movie. I, when I say summer tentpoles, like obviously it was coming out in the summer um, and expected to do well. But they're not $100 million special effects movies. So what I'm saying is, will we see one of the big blockbuster, blockbuster movies decide we can't wait two years to come out in theaters. Let's just do PVOD. Well, it's not going to be Tenet because Christopher Nolan would not allow it. And Warner Brothers gives him carte blanche. That's why this hasn't been moved yet. That's why they have not moved it mm-hmm. to next year or moved it to August and pushing out Wonder Woman, which is what would happen if they do move it, which is a possibility that a lot of people think. Right. We'll get to that as well because it's a packed show. It's a packed show. That is not going to go. So what what would you think is the one that's going to – break the back i mean bond god well bond has moved pretty far out right now bond is not opening till november i mean if you look at what some of the big movies that are still on the schedule for august you know july and august it's mulan tenet wonder woman I mean, there's the Bill and Ted movie, if we want to consider that. That's one that I could see going to PVOD. Yeah, I wouldn't say say that is. Yeah, yeah, that's not one of the ones I'm thinking of in terms of like, this would be game changing. You're thinking Top Gun 2 Maverick. You're thinking F9. We're talking about the cream of the crop. We're talking about Black Widow. Well, here's one I'm going to throw out. That right now, it was supposed to come out in April. They moved it to Labor Day weekend. Quiet Place 2. If movie theaters are basically in the same state that they're in now, that's the type of movie that I could see being the biggest one to go to PVOD. Well, it's going to do theater and PVOD because that is a, that'll be a drive-in That's right, going to be catnip right. for drive-ins. You, that's a great movie to go see at a drive-in theater. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So I guess just to tie up the, the tenant thing, July 17th right now is still the date. Any thoughts on whether that's actually going to happen? So you're asking me to, so you're asking me to, 
choose between my head and my heart, uh-huh. right? The heart says it's going to happen. It stood firm for a reason. It's going to open on every screen in America. They're saying that, it, that according to some of the articles that I read, in order for it to stay where it is, they have to have assurance that at least 50% of theaters are open on that day. Mm-hmm. And that is like minimum. That is not best case scenario. I don't believe that that is going to happen. Right. I think that Tenet gets pushed into the Wonder Woman slot. Wonder Woman goes to November or wherever it's going to land. And then I think it still doesn't open. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think Tenet is going to be... We're not going to be in a place where releasing that movie is going to make sense for its budget and the reach that Nolan wants it to have. He is such a big proponent of the theatrical theatrical experience and I feel like he would he would feel like if it's playing to half full theaters it's not what he intended. Right, but then there is also the fact that Christopher Nolan didn't pay for this movie. You know, True. as as much clout as he might have and as much respect as he might have it ain't actually his movie. You know, if Warner Brothers wanted to release it uh, directly to HBO Max, it's their right. Obviously, that's not going to happen. But I, I think at some point, if movie theaters are off the table in a big way, you know, for the rest of this year, they're... they're you know, there is going to be the chance that these movies just go to PVOD for like, you know, $60 or something. Yeah, the... You know, where they become like pay-per-view boxing uh, prices. And then what they may do is when theaters are able to reopen, they put them in the theater as, yes. you know, catalog things like like how we're seeing Joker. Yes, Yes. Still, still out there, still dominating in, in several countries. He's so, the biggest thing. I mean, Joker's the biggest thing we got going, and we've talked about this on the podcast. Biggest star, biggest property, puts everything else to shame. We're so living. One, we're in Joker's world, like you know, it's Joker's world. We're just living in it. So one thing to back that up, since you mentioned Joker, a little news item uh, is that you know there's different countries that are in different uh places with the pandemic and so movie theaters are opening in different countries so uh i have some news from germany where a bunch of movie theaters opened um the number one movie in germany this past weekend was something called perfect strangers which is a local title the number two movie in all of germany was joker Made over $100,000. Yeah. Joker made $100,000 last weekend in Germany. That's huge. Like, it 
People are nostalgic for a time when they were scared to go to the theater because they were afraid they were going to get shot while watching Joker. Yes. That is a nostalgic feeling that people have. Yes. I remember that feeling I had when I saw Joker opening day. Anytime anyone got up to get a soda, I thought they were going to shoot. And now I wish I could experience that feeling again. And now nobody's going to shoot up a theater because there's not enough people. Right. And right. I, I don't mean to be glib, but it, it, listen, we're the B.O. boys. We're talking we numbers. Talk, and we're talking numbers. May... We're talking about headcount. Right. And we're talking about a legitimate thing that the media was, you know, putting out there that you took your life in your hand when you went to see Joker. And now people wish they could do that. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the big international box office news is that Joker is raking in the money in Germany. Theaters are opening. And when theaters open, Joker is there. You know what I want to point out just very quickly? When we look at all these theaters and we look at all the the movies that are catalog movies, recent movies that are that are out there in the drive-ins and different countries. I'm not seeing any Endgame. Which is supposedly the biggest movie ever. Right. But people are like, I don't want to sit and watch that. I want Joker. I think that's a positive move for society, honestly. Mm. And I don't even like Joker. I mean, I'm not even a Joker fan. I I didn't like the movie. I mean, I like the concept of him. And I like that We respect Joker as a movie star. I respect Joker's movie star. Absolutely. I get it. I get it. You know, kids, come on. I get it. Right. But we're not seeing end- people clamoring to see Endgame. We're not. I mean, this is Marvel is, is on the down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this break between, and I said this previously, this break between a, a release of any movie with a character that they give two shits about is going to really hurt marvel stock going forward Mm -hmm. all right so yeah any anything else we want to say about we've kind of been jumping around here vod yeah we're just pushing through this i'm back looking at the vod list one other thing i will say so i'm looking again they have the rankings for what was bought and rented on prime fandango now and iTunes, another movie that is basically at the near the top of all of these VOD lists is still Bloodshot. Yeah, because Vin Diesel's a fucking movie star. I am I God, I would love to know the dollar count on Bloodshot at this point. Because this is a movie that went VOD pretty much in what? It was like the end of March or middle of March when everything first started happening. So we're looking at over two months of bloodshot rentals. Yeah. I mean that those movies that came out right before the pandemic closed everything down. Mm. Some of them got legs, bloodshot, invisible man. Yep. The hunt. The hunt yep. is still doing well in theaters. Out yeah. of the 200 theaters that are are currently open, that is a a lot of drive-ins, but also 
in some cities in closed theaters you got the we've got some we got the top three that and it's not an ifc movie it's not ifc movies okay no nope. even though they're the only ones that are are doing box office mojo's job for them and calling in their numbers it's trolls world tour which has been number one for since its release then invisible man still going strong and the hunt number three the hunt invisible a movie that man. was a footnote was a footnote when it was released invisible man is it's one of the big success stories is one of the big theatrical box office hits i would say of recent years just in terms of what movie has stayed near the top for as long as this movie has this is like a three-month run right now this mm-hmm. is, we're, we're looking at titanic level uh longevity yeah the the longevity but not the draw like not the financial drawing power, no obviously. no but in terms of longevity invisible man is is really commendable absolutely it's staying in the zeitgeist yeah um okay so vod news i think we've tackled theatrical um like we said we're finally starting to see that uh the the IFC and box office mojo lie is finally starting to come apart and people are starting to see that uh so we got It's a thank- soft exposure. They're yeah. exposing it softly. I mean, I wish they could be as hard core as we are, but obviously, listen. You know, I'm a brainworm in the media's head. So right. I I'm going to be a little bit more devastating than some of these Joe bloggers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you work slowly well i mean i no. i mean i'm i'm debilitating them you know i feel like the bloggers are still trying to eke out a paycheck you know half a half a penny a word or whatever they're getting for their indie wire articles or their deadline articles you know what i'm saying right right i'm independently financed so i'm untouchable Right. I'm not in Disney's pocket. I'm in Though its brain, did. but I'm not in its pocket. So Clayton, yeah, there's so much news this week. Let's. I'm gonna bring up one. Well, all right, two more. We gotta pieces. talk about the drive-ins. We gotta talk about. I, that's what I was just gonna bring up. So okay, you know, we talk. We've been talking about drive-ins a lot since all this started happening. Movie theaters closing. Drive-ins have been taking over as the only way people could really see movies, mm-hmm. and. Now, something that we're starting to see are pop-up drive-ins, which are basically, you know, you've got drive-in theaters that existed and obviously very small numbers because drive-ins previously were on the way out. Now, companies are, are finding ways to create new drive-ins. So there's a, a like a diner here in Queens, New York, that started to show movies in their parking lot getting a projector and projector on the side of the wall of the diner. And a news story today broke that Yankee Stadium's parking lot might be turned into a, a pop-up drive-in over the summer. 
Now, are they charging? Um, so let's see. Yes, they are. These are like event companies that are looking. So basically what you're having are like different live event companies are looking for spaces to create these pop-up drive-ins and charge. Okay. Which is great because that's numbers. You got to charge. And I think this is a great thing because, unfortunately right now, we've got nothing but unused space outside. You got a lot of empty parking lots because why would you park near something that has no event? So we basically got parking lots everywhere. We got plenty of buildings that have sides on them. Mm-hmm. Most buildings have at least four sides. Right. That's four available screens. Yep. Yeah, you could take a building and turn it into a a, 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 a multiplex. Yeah. Because three screens is a small theater. Right. Four screens is a multiplex. Yes. So I'm very excited about this. I mean, I don't own a car and don't have a driver's license, but this so might So you have no reason to be excited other than well, the box office potential. Yeah, and I, I've got – someone could drive me somewhere. And we've talked about this early on, Uber. You could always Uber yourself to a drive-in. Yes. And I think that this is, I mean, this could be what saves movies this year. Is just well, we start turning everything into movie theaters. Are we these just look around. Di- are these diner movie theaters, these, these diners, drive-in diners. Right. I mean, still workshopping what to call them. Or are they going to get new releases? I mean, is Tenet going to be playing outside of Greasy Spoon? Is this what you're leading towards or no? Well, I mean, obviously right now these they're only showing like, you know, Back to the Future or The Goonies or, you know, catalog movies. Joker, Porkies. I'm sure. Porkies. But if we hit a critical mass of pop-up drive-ins, then you can start releasing new movies on them because it's all about screen count Mm -hmm. and it's all about how many people are going to have the option to buy tickets you know so it's you know i don't know if if this is maybe something the government could start mandating but just turn things into drive-in movie theaters you know you got all these unused buildings. Turn movie theaters into drive-in movie. You know, all these movie yeah. theaters got parking lots. They show got big the parking sc- lots. Yeah. So just show the movies projected on the outside wall of the movie theater and let people watch it in their cars. A movie theater is the perfect place to turn into a drive-in because they have all the equipment inside. Yep. Yep. You just have to go inside and bring it outside. It's yes. like when people had porches, like where I come, I mean, I'm going to admit this because it, it's relevant to the story, but I'm originally from the stacks. Okay, I'm originally from the stacks, right? But 
it's only relevant because some of my friends would have enclosed porches. Mm-hmm. And what you would do is you bring the TV from the inside out to the porch. Okay. And you're watching TV outside. Mm-hmm. That's how simple it is. Right. And what made it simple was you already had the TV inside. Inside. Absolutely. Yeah. So the the barrier of entry for a diner is a lot larger than a movie theater that already has the equipment inside. Right. They already got the popcorn. They already got the projector. Two main things you need to show a movie. And extension cords. Yeah. I feel That's like it. They could, extension cords. Yeah. Which you could still buy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on how many drive-ins people create. I mean, there might be a run on that. Mm-hmm. And that stimulates the economy. We need yep. that kind of thing. So Now, this this brings me actually to my thought on, on, on drive-ins. Like, we, we've talked about this previously. Like you said, this the future might be the past because drive-ins were very big in the past, and now they could be the future. And that's why I said that the, 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 the past could be the future. So I'm starting to think of the evolution of the car okay. in a way that phones evolved, right? Because remember the telephone? I remember it. So it was just something that you talked to people on. And then all of a sudden the iPhone, smartphones came out. And now you don't really talk to people on the phone that much. You text them and things like that. Mm-hmm. But what is your phone mostly used for? Your phone is mostly used to screen content, right? To watch mm-hmm. movies, to watch YouTube videos, things like that. Now, with the situation going on now, the pandemic, there's not a lot of travel going on. So cars are not being used to go long distances that much anymore. They are being used, and I think this is going to be what they become, as protective vessels Mm -hmm. for you to watch content. Yes. So they are like, you know, the phone. You used to talk on the phone for hours. Now you don't do that. Mm -hmm. Short spurts of conversation if it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. That's what cars will be for. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, cars will be used for short spurts to get you to where you watch movies. Mm-hmm. And they're there to protect you. They are a barrier now. The I, the I days of right, the days of Route 66 and putting the top down and going for a long kids will be like, wait, that's what cars were? The same way you'll show them a phone that has a cord and no screen. It right. blows their little fucking minds. That's the way cars are going to be. Right. So yeah, we're seeing the, so much the change. We're seeing a change in an American product because cars were invented in America and they're synonymous with American spirit, American values, things like right. that. Detroit, Eminem. Yeah. Yes. That's what they're going to be now. They're going to be something that protects you from corona. And you can watch things through them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that these car companies 
have to switch it up. Enough with the commercials, we care about you in this time of crisis. No, no, no. We know that all these companies are saying that or whatever. You've got to pivot and say, you know what? People who don't drive, you don't need to really drive this all that far. This will protect you. Right. This is a cocoon, and this is how you will watch new movies. Right. And for someone like me, yeah, I see the car commercials where it's someone driving a car uh, around a windy mountain road. You know, you know those. Uh, that's always how they show a car. They're driving up a mountain, or or like you said, down a, a cross country drive. And I see that and I'm like, I can't do that. But if basically you're telling me, all right, you just got to get like five blocks and then you can watch a movie on the side of a diner. I could do that. If that's what driving is, then I could do that. Yes. See, you are famously not a driver. Yes. And if you can get on board with this, then this is something. Yeah, this is big. This is this is big. I love both of these things. Cars becoming just vessels to protect yourself and watch content and go very short distances. And I love the idea of any open outdoor space being able to be turned into a movie theater. It's going to be very interesting when these podcasts are listened to in the future Mm -hmm. because I think they're going to be very of the moment and also very future looking. Yes. These are going to be very uh, prescient. I think that would be it. That was the word I was going for, but wasn't sure that's what the word means, but I do believe that's what that word means. Yeah. Where we're seeing the transformation of the world and more importantly, the transformation of America, because we talk about domestic box office mm-hmm. here. And kids are going to be hearing us formulate the future. And that, I think, is exciting for them. Yeah, they're so going to know listening to this where in the future, all of these started. Yeah, so if you're listening to this in the future, I wish I was in your shoes, because I would get to experience witnessing genius instead of here the with the burden of genius mm-hmm. yeah right? it is it is tough for us sometimes but no one else could do it so we have to do it which is predict yeah. the future um, are there any other, so we've, you know, we've talked about using diners, using actual movie theater buildings, uh, as I mean, churches as, are a no brainer, right? Yeah. Churches. The problem with using churches is it's great because they have parking lots, uh, and the parking lots are always right outside the building. I think the problem is that church buildings are usually like curved I feel like I'm always imagining like uh, I I see a lot of a lot of like uh, uh, circular churches. Do you know what I mean? And they got stained glass on the outside. They're they're not the best smooth uh, uh, projection walls. They do peak. 
they they yeah. have peaks too, right? Yeah, yeah. Because so, a cross so, needs to sit on a peak. Like as much as I would love to watch Joker projected on the side of a church in a church parking lot, I don't think that they they have the great shape for it. You know, Could you, you they... want a nice flat building. Yeah. It, do you think it? we will get to a point where they knock down these churches and build square buildings to use as project like projection screens like right, you know right. at that point i guess you could just build the screens you might That's, not you know you you don't because these don't need to be buildings we're looking but for but then they could be buildings. in the future right right so multi-use buildings yeah I mean, I, I guess... mean, we might end up in a world where people are walking into the mall and they're getting popcorn thrown at them because it's also a working drive-in. Right, right. Where everybody's just used to watching movies projected on a wall that once the malls reopen, people are still going in there to buy you know, Keds or whatever you go into, you know, Hush Puppies or whatever you go to the mall to buy shoes. Yeah. Orange Julius, right? Get your Cinnabon. And they're, they're, they're using it for both things at the same time. Well, right now, malls are the perfect building to screen movie theaters. Like, think of just the strip malls that just make up 80% of the of the stacks. Strip malls are bad because of all the glass. The back well, the back of it though, the back right. is good. Which always leads into another parking lot. Because I mean basically strip malls are just long buildings in the middle of a parking lot. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a brilliant idea, and I think this is something that won't be ready for tenant and i think that's why tenant's gonna move right right yeah this is yeah this might be what saves the fall movies we'll see i mean we might be watching top gun 2 maverick on the side of a an airport strip mall oh there there's where you show top gun because right now plane hanger yep because flights are, are, you know, almost non-existent right now. No one's flying. Start using airports as a as as a drive-in movie theaters. That's that's really. I mean, think of the parking. You got those giant airport buildings. Nothing but space. How much fun would it be for people to just be pulling up on a runway to watch? Top Gun Maverick. Oh, that'd be amazing. And then you That's got guys in masks bringing you popcorn on yep. those luggage carts. Yep. Yes. Yeah, that that is a premium theater experience. Yeah, I think this is I think this is great. I think this is the future. Yeah. Well, All right. well really really quickly, I do think we because we had breaking news today. Yes. And we do have to mention this. And listen, we are going long, but with us, if you're in for the pen, you're in for the pound, right? I mean, if you're still listening to this, you're going to listen to the rest of it. 
Right. It's predestined. Or you're dead we, already, and and you, everything's just auto playing. Yeah, we're talking about the Snyder Cut. It's happening. Yeah. So the Justice League Snyder Cut announced today, going to HBO Max. Could so, be. Not a movie. Uh-huh. Could be a Ballad of Buster Scruggs situation where it's a, a bunch of TV episodes. Right, which that was a movie. Buster Scruggs was a movie. Um, they don't know exactly what it's going to be, but he, he he is getting 20 to $30 million. Uh, Schneider, Zack Schneider, to finish his cut of Justice League, a movie that he stepped away from because of personal reasons, and J.J., no, I'm sorry, Josh Whedon took over. Oh, right, it was Josh Whedon. It is so easy to confuse them. What did I say? Oh, J.J. Abrams, yeah. Yeah. But I said Joss, and it's Joss. It's Not Josh, Joss. Mm -hmm. Like, he could make it any harder. So, this is... Kind of not movie news anymore because if it's four segments like Buster Scruggs, we're now we're talking TV. So, but still, it was a movie at some point. So we are able to speak about it, and it's a big. I mean, we're the Streamo Boys now at this point. This is definitely the Streamo Boys section because so, we're talking about HBO Max TV show now. This, I mean, this is big news i uh i wish this was coming out this summer and i I guess it's just gonna take them a while to actually make this because the the whole thing with the snyder cut was you had all these uh uh, snyder fans who thought that there was a alternate cut of justice league that already existed that they wanted released and basically what it turns out is they're just giving him a whole bunch of movie uh, a whole bunch of money to recut the movie. Well, Jason so, Momoa claims to have seen it. He claims to have seen the Snyder cut. He tweeted that he saw the Snyder cut and that it was amaze balls or something. He said something you know, quippy. Right, about right. it. So I don't know if he was trolling or what he was doing, but that got a lot of people excited. Yeah, but I mean, it, th- they're they're spending a lot of money to do all this post production, which means that there isn't a cut. They're going to make a new cut. Well, yeah, it wasn't finished. I mean, the thing is, it right. wasn't a completed movie. He needed. He wasn't able to do post production on it, and now that that's what he's doing. Yeah. See, I would say, just release the cut as it exists on HBO now, because oh, they're yeah. planning to put it out in twenty twenty one. Oh. I mean, hopefully twenty twenty one. We're we're back to having new things again, movies coming out. If they were to put this on HBO this July. This becomes the biggest movie event of the summer. It'd be a big streaming event, but it's not going to be a movie because it's going to be four parts. Okay, but you know what I mean. It would be. Uh, it would be. It would 
be where all the attention is. Yes. Um, yeah, because this would be the closest thing to a big a new superhero movie. movie. Yeah, going to a streaming service. Right. Um, Until Black Widow goes to to Disney Plus, which is a possibility because I feel like Disney is going to go all in on streaming. Right. Because they are looking to the future and want to be the service for people to subscribe to because they are seeing the future. And they're seeing that you're either going to be in a car watching a movie on the side of a building or you're going to be in your house. Mm -hmm. And there's no in-between. Yeah, so I... I, uh... I I think Marvel. I think Black Widow is the perfect movie to go to to Disney Plus because it's in, it's in, in, inconsequential too. It's a prequel. It doesn't matter in the scheme of things. Yeah, I don't know about Black Widow yet, but I think could we both agree that Mulan is going straight to Disney Plus this summer? Mulan. I think coming so. Out movie theaters. The only reason it wouldn't is because it, it's it's going to be able to be released in foreign markets where it actually will make money. But I I just. I really feel like Mulan is is the perfect Disney Plus movie. Even though they, you know, put out all the ad money, it doesn't matter at this yeah. point. They're they're just like if they can get another 100,000 subscribers or if they could get another half million subscribers because of Mulan, that's so much more valuable than right. A movie release because, like we've said, it's a set it forget it situation. So many people bought three years of Disney Plus, and when Disney Plus that you know they come a call and say, "Oh, it's month to month now," people are just gonna say, "Whatever." Right. Yeah, um, keep taking my money. It's seven bucks or no, it's like five, six bucks, seven bucks. I don't know. See, I don't even know. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So Justice League. HBO, so the same situation that'll be big for HBO. Um, here, I think Max is poised. I think HBO Max is poised to be a juggernaut because they have the quality TV, they have Mm -hmm. friends, which people are going to be clamoring for when this comes out. Like, they're dumb that they haven't just rushed HBO Max out early because people would be binge watching friends, there would be a friends frenzy, right. It's the ultimate comfort food, and that's what people want. And then they have movies. They're going to have a ton of back catalog movies. I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a juggernaut. Do you care about the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Are you personally excited for this? I did not see the Joss Whedon cut. Okay. And I will not watch four fucking installments of the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this in that I didn't like Justice League. I don't like Zack Snyder's movies. I think this will be bad. But it's cool that there's something that everyone's going to be excited about. Like, I just want to watch the thing that everyone else is watching. Okay, yeah, you want that's you want to be part of the zeitgeist. You want yes. a. I want to be what everybody's monoculture. missing. Yeah, 
you you want that experience that mass experience yes and and i i think the cool thing about this is that it basically is as if the jerry lewis holocaust clown movie actually came out on stream no i'm sorry that's there's no comparison to that well it's it's in that it's one of those types of movies a movie that people didn't know if it existed or was allowed to come out and this actually did but this movie there was an iteration of it that like Yes, of a course. few clips have been released of it. That's that's how of, we'll know. That's the holy grail, of course. And that's how we'll know that we have completely, we're completely in the shit. Is when the day the clown cried is released mm-hmm. for mass consumption, because that means we've been we've been in this epidemic, this pandemic, so long that nothing new has been able to be made. Mm-hmm. And everybody has consumed everything, and it's just let's put this out before the world ends. Mm-hmm. That is worst case scenario. As much as I want to see that movie, it's worst case scenario if the day the cra- the the day the clown cried gets released. That is when we'll know it's over. God, that'll be. That's going to be such a tough experience because we're going to be so psyched to see that movie, but we're going to know what happens next. Yeah, I'm too young to see that movie. Yeah, I would love to see that movie when I'm 65, 75, 85. Right. But not when I'm 35. If The Day the Clown Cried comes out, is your prediction that it goes to PVOD, PVOD and drive-in simultaneously, or does it go to a streamer? Do you think Netflix buys Jerry Lewis the day the clown cried? This feels like a a, a Sundance or Criterion sort of streaming movie. Oh. That's so disappointing. I mean, if this comes out, it's got to go on a major platform. I think it's PBOD and drive-ins. I think that comes out with like a $40 price tag. Yeah, I think the PVOD, I I, I mean, yeah, if we're thinking, if we're thinking what's going to make them the most, but the thing is money won't matter at that point because we know it's all over. it'll, It'll always matter. They're putting it out because they want, people to buy it that's true it's that there's no other content left everyone's watched friends a hundred times the all the you know all the you can't make anything else on zoom anymore people are sick of it finally they just put day the clown cried out on pvod it'll be such a bittersweet feeling Ah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, all right. Well, Pat, I mean, this has been a jam-packed show. Is there anything else? There is nothing else. So everyone, 
still listening, you could email us at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what platform you think Jerry Lewis's unreleased Holocaust Clown movie, The Day the Clown Cried, what platform is it going to come out on someday? Netflix, Apple Plus, Disney Plus, uh, PVOD, HBO Max. Let us know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking PVOD. That's my bet. But you let me know at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to give us money at our Patreon, you can't. We are doing a Patreon freeze. The you know, you still owe us this money. Again, we're not absolving you of the debt. We are only freezing it. So the longer this keeps going, the more you're going to owe us. But it's going to keep getting pushed back, back, and back. Now, the thing with Tenet, still where it's supposed to be. It's still supposedly coming out in July. But if it does move... I'm going to have to say that the freeze is still going to end on that day. So July 17th, I can't, we can't push back any, any longer. We, we, we pushed it back enough. I think if you're not financially stable at that point, there's nothing we can do for you. So we're going to have to get that money before it's gone and we can't collect it at all. So keep that in mind. If you are going to continue to listen to this podcast, there is a quid pro quo situation. And like I said previously, I am no longer reporting people to creditors because of not giving us money for our Patreon. And I wasn't doing this for everybody, but I was doing it for definitely people that I know listen to every episode who I feel like we're being cheapskates. I'm no longer doing that. And I will not do that again until after Tenet's release date. Even if Tenet doesn't come out, that release date is the date to look at for the money. Now, the thing you can do is not listen after that. But I wouldn't recommend it because where else are you going to get your box office news? Box office mojo? I don't think so. So keep all that in mind. But if you want to go and window shop and take a look at, you know, the different tiers and also do the calculation in your head, uh, what you're going to owe us on July 17th, go to Patreon slash Boys and take a look around. But otherwise, until next time, we'll, we'll smell, smell you. you. At the box office. Nailed it.